Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Radio 92 out of the game, 92.com. That was Sam. I'm Greg on this Saturday morning. Rogine, Boy, Rogine Bailey would be very proud of you. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. <laughs> Shout out to Rogine. Uh, it's 23rd day of July. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And this is an easy win for you. And you find folks in Flowery Branch. Flowery Branch. Yeah. Where we will be all be visiting this week. As home of the Falcons, as uh, they report this week and hit the field for training camp, it's getting close. Getting well, close. And, of course, you know, Sports Radio 99, the game will be broadcasting live. Uh, we'll have everything you want, the interviews from players, uh, coaches, uh, you know, front office personnel with the team. Um, we'll have blogs uh, this week, you know, podcasts. You know, we'll have everything with training camp as we have everything covered as we count down to the kickoff of the Falcons season. Well, we won't be there tomorrow. Andy no, and no, Randy will be at – at, at Twin Peaks, Kennesaw. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. They're going to be at East Lake. East Lake. I was looking at the one before that. Dukes and Bell were there on uh, on Friday. Yeah. So Andy and Randy will be at East Lake on Monday. Mm-hmm. Friday is when things get going. John and Hugh and Andy and Randy will be at Falcons training camp. Saturday, Mark Zeno is going to be at training camp right after us. Okay. 10 o'clock until 1. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, August 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 5th. Andy and Randy will be, excuse me, John and Hugh and Andy and Randy will be at training camp. Yeah. So I'll make sure we get that. They will be on. Yeah, they will. We'll be all over the place. Be nice and hot, nice and hot and sticky out there. There you go. Uh, I want to remind you, Kenny Maine has got himself a uh, new show. He is a uh, part of the Odyssey family right now with Hey Maine. You can check out Hey Maine on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, before we get into this Vince McMahon thing, which I do want to talk about, I had mentioned earlier in the show. I wanted to help out Chick-fil-A, and by extension, our audience, okay? Because they have redefined the way to do drive throughs as far as fast food places. And I think everybody's taking a page from what they've done. They made, you know, And they it, did it during a pandemic. That, well, that's why they did it, because of the pandemic, and you they know, made a pivot. Wow. And they, they listen, obviously they were using their Sundays wisely no, absolutely. while they were closed. They went, had some meetings, and they worked this thing out. But it's along those lines that I want to give them a suggestion. Okay. All right, let me sit down for this. Because I notice 
one of the things that they have done, and maybe it's in play and maybe it's done at other Chick-fil-A's, but the, the two that I have regularly gone to to pick up something have not done this. Now, you're in line at Chick-fil-A. Whenever you go, it seems like the line the line is long, right? They got and then they got two rows where you can go through, and it's usually backed up where it's I won't say around the building, but it's a good bit away from where you would normally pull up to the, the you know the speaker and give your order, right? Here's what's missing, and I think this is the <laughs> the arrogance of, of of this food chain because they just figure everybody knows their menu up and down, right? If they had one of those, whatever, kiosks or whatever you want to call it, that, that lists their menu farther back of where the original one is. Because, see, the folks that come out and they take your order, they come down the line. They work their way, their way down right, the line. Right. But a lot of times you don't know what you want to order. If you're like eight cars back. From where you would normally make your order, correct? So then the girl comes down because she's trying to get, and it moves through really rapidly, right? Yeah. But if you don't know what you want, maybe you got a confusion of between one or the two, or you got kids in the car, they need to see the menu. A lot of folks don't go to Chick fil A. Like everyone, you know, I think everybody is pretty familiar with McDonald's menu versus Chick fil A. Yeah. It's been around forever. My point for saying this is I think it would make it even more quicker. For the people that are taking the order, if there was another one of those signs with the stuff on there farther back. That's all I'm saying. Don't you think that would, like, help out a little bit there? Okay. Help out a lot, as a matter of fact. Folks can see the menu. You ain't got to put a speaker in there because you're not talking to nobody. You're just letting them see it and what the prices are and what they have. And then, boom, before you get to the next one where the speaker is, somebody from the, from the restaurant is probably going to come out and take your order, right? Yep. And they always just ask you, what do you want? Well, then people start asking them questions, and it slows everything up. That's my thought. What do you guys think? Help out maybe a little bit? Some. Okay. Some. some. Right. I mean, you know. Well, okay, I got a thought because I guess, did you guys hear about what Chick-fil-A is trying to do with the in South Carolina? They're trying to break the record of the drive through Yeah, both of y'all. Neither one of y'all heard about that, did well, you? Wow. What, 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 what is the record? It's. Of what? Record of what? How many cars they can get through in one hour. Okay, thank you. Okay. okay. No, I didn't know that. And this made national news this week because they're trying to break it in South Carolina. It's so many cars. I think it's something like two or 3,000 okay. in one hour. They have to average four cars a minute Wow. to do it. Well, then all the more reason to have that menu farther back. So I thought, you know, you must have heard about this. No, I didn't. You, yeah. I've thought about this yeah. a couple times, and yeah. I just and – and I don't know why, because i got no problem with them having this attitude, because that's maybe why they're the leader, or at least top two. But the arrogance for them to think that we all know everything that's on their menu mm-hmm. or the deals that they have coming up, which you would see when you got to the other – where the speaker menu is, right? But see, but see, we also telling on ourselves a little bit. What are we telling? What are we because saying? they got an app. I, when you're driving, you ain't look. You ain't supposed to be looking at the app. You know what I mean? Well, when you when you sitting there, you can't drive when okay, you're lying. Okay, you, yes, you could do that. I when suppose. You get, well, but they, a lot they, of times they, they, they have an app. Well, everybody, you know, everybody ain't doing it that way. Right. But you're right. Yeah, hey, point taken. I'm just saying, if it was a little farther back, yeah, we got the app anyway, and people still going to stare at that. Thing, okay, <laughs> so be lazy. Don't give me that. Like everybody's looking for the app. Sam no. and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. We got some jobs. Just money flying through the air thanks to the industry here. I've got a, an interesting list of job opportunities in front of the camera and going to have a fresh list tomorrow 
when we get there, but I want to drive you to the website. We'll talk about that. Chris Mahler is going to join us in just a bit here. But the yep. news came down that Vince McMahon, the head of WWE, is uh, retiring as chairman and CEO. And it just got me thinking about, you know, I don't want to say the, Rush, the Mount Rushmore thing again, but when you think about people who have started up leagues who are or who run leagues, where does this guy land in your mind? Is he top five? Is he is he all time? I mean, in the minds of some, obviously he's probably he's he's you know top of the list. I don't know how to accurately define Vince McMahon because he has so many things and he's been visible about it. And I think the timing of him and what he's done and and wrestling to what we know it as today was a byproduct of when he landed who he made relationships to, or at least wrestling did, with Hulk Hogan early on, with, with um, Captain Lou Albano, and by extension, the MTV connection with Cindy Lauper. Yeah. And being in those videos. So, and you can't, you can't deny the businessman that he is. I just don't follow it as deeply as a lot of other people. And so people who follow wrestling a lot more than, than I do and you do, which is Eric, our producer. Let's start with the businessman okay. of Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on on him compared to others that are running things and how you feel like he's run his sport. Um, I mean, it's a word that's thrown around maybe sometimes too often, but he was genius. Yeah. He took a business that was regionally ran and made it nationwide, and he was the first one who thought it could be done and be done successfully. The other people who ran the regions, the Atlanta regions, the Midwest region, the there wasn't really much of a West Coast presence in wrestling at all. It was mostly South and the Midwest. They told him, no, it can't be done because you don't have the audience. He said, well, I'll build the audience by combining it with other aspects like the rock and roll and the gimmicks and things like that that made it more entertaining. And he found a way to find a TV audience. And not only did he make a TV audience, he created a TV following where when they started the Monday night stuff, they were outdrawing and outrating Monday night football. People think Monday night football is the king of Monday night. It's not. Wrestling was the king of Monday nights for years and years and years. The numbers might be a little different now, but there was times where wrestling was beating Monday night football so, by so bad, that's when Monday night football started changing networks. Yeah. Because they couldn't keep up with wrestling, with the Monday night battles. And it also made it something that, you know, with another event, WrestleMania, to have this grand uh, event of event show of shows. Yeah. And it's something now that big cities bid, want to outbid to have it. I remember the last time it was here in Atlanta. Those folks were in town for a week. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's like the Super Bowl. They, they feel- come in town, set up, have ceremonies. Like you said, that was his marketing genius and how he was like, look, I can take this regionalized sport and make it nationwide. And not only that, now it's worldwide. You know, because I think back then wrestling was huge in three countries, the United States, Mexico, and Japan. Those were the three major countries that wrestling was huge in. It's still majorly huge in Japan and Mexico, but the WWE creation made it, you know, big in Europe, made it big in other Asian countries, made it big in Australia, you know, things like that. So what he did, you know, not talking about who he was as a person, but what he did as a businessman, genius. Well, hang on. You can't separate the two because I absolutely believe that the person and the the rough exterior that – he is has been 
a plus for him, especially in this world and doing that particular sport. You can't be, you know, an introvert running a sport like wrestling, I believe. And he also didn't get run over by a lot of people who start leagues because of his personality. Right. I'm just saying, you say you don't want to include the man in this, and I said, I think they run hand in hand. Well, when I said that, I thought more of, you know, the things that he influenced his guys to do on the cheating aspect and turn the blind eye to, or maybe even some people say he aided in it. You know, it's kind of like with baseball. Baseball knew what was going on. Didn't want to talk about, oh, da, da, da. wrestling knew what was going on. We're talking about the steroids issues that came out in oh, yeah. the 80s and 90s. He knew. He wanted. He knew the and uh, and also during the era of, of HIV, right? Blood disappeared, right? Blood disappeared from wrestling. You, yeah, you, get, you used to see a lot of people bleeding. All of a sudden, you almost almost never see that anymore. My question is, who who has made not earned? I mean, not given. Who has earned a billion dollars that didn't cut corners? And especially in a visible occupation like that particular sport. I mean, I, no yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So you, yeah, you, if you if you look behind the curtain of any of these guys that are self-made billionaires, millionaires too, to some extent, they cut some corners, and you can you can wag your finger at the degree of that cutting of corner and what it did maybe to other people or, or those particular entities that were part of that sport. But again, you can't separate them all. It all goes into one big blender. And you talk about the personalities of people. The, when you were saying that, the one name that popped into my head was somebody like George Steinbrenner. Now, George Steinbrenner didn't build baseball, no. but he ran the Yankees a whole lot differently than Arthur Blank runs the Falcons. True. Okay? True. Both billionaires, one gone, but still, they all ascended to that level. Now, we don't know what corners, and we're not even saying that they're illegal, that George Steinbrenner cut or Arthur Blank or anybody else that's running these teams. But those guys... You know, I say this to Sam sometimes. The color of the sky in their world is a little different than ours. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. And think about the people that wanted to take part in wrestling, people who wanted to just show up and they had, you know, WrestleMania. I mean, yeah. we go all the way back to the 80s with Liberace. Right. Liberace was a timekeeper. Mm-hmm. But, come, but he comes into the ring with four Radio City Rockettes mm-hmm. and just does uh, kicks. Uh, Aretha. Just kicks. You know, uh, Aretha Franklin Ali. came in there. Well, I was going to say, Ali, Ali came yeah. in. Yeah. 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 Donald Trump, yep. a man who will become president of the United States, right. has been in, has been in that ring. Pete yeah. Rose, so uh, folks like Burt Reynolds and Iron, Iron Mike. Yep. So yep. yeah, no, no, it was Rodman. Yeah. So it, I mean, it was a it was an industry and an event that everyone wanted to be associated with, and it definitely made your cachet higher. You know, you talking about this was before there was social media and and, and TikTok and and Instagram. To be on Monday Night Raw and back then WCW Nitro, the Monday Night Wars, to have your name affiliated with it. I mean, the mailman uh, from the Utah Jazz, Carl Malone. Carl Malone, Malone you yeah. know. Well, him and Dennis pulled, brought right. that stuff onto the court that time. All right, well, hang on a second. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. All right, let's switch this a little bit. If you could give me an idea of your thoughts of. The, converse, the the accusations about how he has treated wrestlers over the years, fair or unfair? Uh, well, it's, it is very unfair how he's treated them. You know, they don't have no union. They don't have no uh, lifetime benefits. you got to talk about all of this, right? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I mean, those guys are 
independent contractors. They were well compensated for their time. And they know what they're stepping into. And they know what they're stepping into. But yes, no, there was no, you know. And that's very much much like Don King, who if you you talk about him, he'll say he made more more boxers millionaires during his time. These guys became millionaires. Did they hold on to their money? Did they manage their money? Whatever. How how did they leave the situation? Different thing. But he's going to always tell you, you know, he made more millionaires than any other promoter. Yeah. I mean, the purses went up. The money went up. You know, merchandising, everything. So they got in. If they were successful, they got a handsome payday for it. Now, are they, you know, unfortunately, we all know the industry. A lot of those guys died, have passed away young, have had issues with drugs and alcohol. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy lifestyle that some of them live. But ask them, ask them would they do it again? A lot of them would be like, sign me up in a heartbeat because it was some of the best times of my life. So. I get, all right, well, you know. a lot of cheap T-shirts for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of cheap, yellow, cheap uh, cheap T-shirts. That's the first thing you do, come out of... All right. <laughs> Again, I don't... I mean, is, is are these are these three guys side by side? I don't know if you can comment on this, Eric, but Sam's old enough to remember. Um, you mentioned Don King. Yeah. Don King, Vince McMahon, Bill Veck. Bill Veck. And, 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 and Vec was different because it's a team sport. That was the right. thing. You had a whole and, lot of people. And, and Don King was a promoter. Was a promoter, but, yeah. But in an, in a lane all to themselves for what they did. In the way they did it, yeah. yeah. Uh, stick around. We are going to talk college football and the world surrounding college football up next with Chris Mahler. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Beautiful Saturday morning. It is. We're supposed to get some rain later today, but that's what happens in the summertime in July. We really hit that pattern, haven't we? Yeah. For a while, it seemed like we weren't going to get there. We just had that heat and humidity and no rain. Yep. But we finally got to that pattern. Now, how long before we have those disturbances down in the in the water in the you know oh, the hurricanes yeah love them nah, used to love the hurricanes when yeah. I was on a cruise ship yeah I don't because know no no I loved them because you when you the thing was coming this way you sailed the other way really yeah that's what you do if you're on a ship I, well I mean what what if it's going away from where you're supposed to be going. Say that again? You say you say that sail the other way. Okay, so we leave what on is, Friday. You got a boatload of folks that are looking to go one place, and you're going to take them somewhere else. Okay, first of all, you got, I told you about this. The boat is the thing you look for when the ship goes down. Okay. So you're on a ship. Okay. Okay, that's the, that's the first thing. Well, make sure you got Second, the boats on you got, there. Yeah, well, you learn, you, folks had a little problem you with that a few that. years back. If you ever go on a cruise, that's the first thing they make you do. They make, you got to have a boat. You have a boat drill. And before you leave or port, Everybody has to be a part of a boat drill, and they tell you, and there's announcements throughout the ship, go to your cabin, get your life preserver, and on your card that they give you, which tells you what dinner, um, you know, the, the table you sit at for your meals and everything else, your name and cabin number, they have a boat station location, deck, whatever, location, you know, the even side of the, the port side or the starboard side. You know what the difference between the two is? No, the front, the back. 
No, that's that's okay. No, that's left and right is okay. is port and starboard. The easy way to remember it is one side has the same number of letters. So port is left. Okay. Starboard is right. That's right. That's a good way to remember it. Okay. So you have to go through a boat drill, and it make everybody that's been on board. Some folks are drunk because they get on. As soon as they get on, they start drinking. But you have to do it. It's a law, and everybody goes and stands there like you're in an assembly in school. I mean, every passenger. And if you ain't there, they go looking for you. Whoa! Excuse me. Uh, we're like Mr. Carnegie in uh, uh, room twenty-two B <laughs> on deck. A. Yeah, you're not at your. They do. They go looking for you, and the room stewards have to make sure everybody is standing by their boat. And you need to know where that is. Okay, it just you you hope that you never have to actually go there. Yeah. But could you imagine not knowing where to go with thousands of people on this boat just running aimlessly around? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so no, you, no. You have to do a boat trail before you leave port. Before you yeah, before you leave. And you don't so, actually get in it though. No, 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 no. We used to have to as crew members. That was always funny. Yeah, the crew members. Now, obviously, you got to practice someplace, right? Right, right. So we had to do ours in Nassau. And depending on the way the boat was pointed, like those of us that had a boat on port side, this particular Saturday, we had to do our boat drill. And the passengers would be on board or leaving to walk to the <laughs> straw markets, and they'd see all these knuckleheads, like the, the musicians and the porters and the, and the gift shop people, all get lowered yeah. down the yeah. side. Yeah. Like, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> and then we'd yeah. go out in the water, and we would just like do donuts and then come back to the ship. They'd hook us up, bring us back up. That was You had to do it. So that was part of the job. And then the next time you had a boat drill, they'd point the ship in a different direction and focus on the starboard side. The crew members, they'd lower you down. But think about it. Again, you would want that. Oh, absolutely. If them folks supposed to be trying to help you, they yeah. you know, they got to know where well, the stuff is. But you want to know is. that it functions. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. I got you. And by the way, this stall is because we couldn't get to Chris Smaller. We're hoping we're still efforting him, trying to get him uh, to we'll join talk us more here. About, uh, I'll talk more about this week here in town. Absolutely. In this, in at, uh, SEC Media Day. So let's, hear, let's hear from some folks. We talked about uh, um, Jimbo Fisher. And some of the things he had to say. Thursday was was the day that he was in. I think we got cut cut uh, ten. Um, if Eric's going to have that for us, and let's hear a little bit from him. A lot of well, he's got to line it up here first, okay. so keep stalling. Yeah. A lot of um, a lot of talk about him coming out and whether or not there was going to be more of the tiff between he and Nick Saban. I think uh, you know Greg Sankey said, you know what, folks, enough of that. We had the commissioner of the conference and said that's not happening. All right, here you go. Here's more from Coach. Everybody in this league has players. Everybody in this league has good coaches. So it's what you do and how you play. And you know, we can sit up there and say what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, how good we feel. But it's about what we do and you know, creating a culture within our organization, which we feel like we have. The young guys have adapted to it very well. And I'm very pleased with our senior leadership right now. And you can tell. He's, he, and I, I didn't realize how much he talks like he's in a hurry. He does do that, right? Like he, me. He does. You <laughs> know, do he, he does talk like he's in a hurry. And – he came up to the area where we were. He was early because we were, we were looking for him about 20 minutes later, and he, I saw somebody go down the hall. I said, is that him? I said, said he's in the room, you know, you know, in a room where we were in the area. So, you know, everybody make, the, make their different stops at different spots for people to interview them. And he came through there, I mean, quick, moved on to the next thing. Well, he, is the, he, but he also had he also had an issue. He also had a, he also had a player he had to leave home. They got in some trouble, and so that. And, but nobody asked him about it. But that that came out also uh, Thursday that a player 
that was on the Texas A&M team that was supposed to come and represent the team at, at, at a didn't matter though. He was the person everybody was waiting for. They wanted to get a reaction out of him. They wanted to see if he was going to say more about the king, and and so he was the story this week. He really was. That be that be the only person I'd really want to gravitate. Nick Saban's going to say what he's going to say, right? So you're going to get that sound. But Jimbo stood up. Not only did he 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 he, he looked at the king and said something to him. He also beat him last. You know, he was the first person to take him down. So everybody was waiting to see what he was going to say, and he knew that. So that's why he was probably, you know, going through this like he had sparks on his heels. <laughs> he, did, <laughs> you know? he did. He did. He did. He did. But eventually some people asked him about the relationship with Saban. And, you know, he got he got more of a respectful Yeah, we're going to play that in a little you bit. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, okay. He kinda, but they get both dialed that back. But they both um, can agree on the fact there need to be some type of united rules as far as, as, as the NIL and that type thing. Um, that we, they released it, decided to do it. That's a good thing, but they need to have some uh, some parameters. And I'll say that for the longest, and especially when it comes to freshmen, because you know, like I said, you if you say you want to be it like the pros, where well, the pros don't do it that way, pros got right. a cap on got a cap on rookies. Right. You know, you can you're going to reward the guys who've been there playing for you. So, okay, all right. Let's see what what coach has to say uh, about nil. I think some kind of uniformity. I think that's what he's talking about. I mean, changes that will conference is going to change a little bit. They're going to move the rules. But I think the, unit, the NIL, the uncertainty of NIL and the difference in the rules per state, what you can do and how you can do it affects recruiting. I've been thinking about this a lot. Okay. And I may be falling into a very unpopular position here, but this is what I've, I keep coming back to. Maybe all of this is a good thing for college football. Maybe this is a good thing for college sports, period, across the board. All this obvious and blatant grab for money. And here's why. I'm, because with that in place, things that have happened in the past won't happen moving forward. We can hope that they won't, but with this in place, we can be assured that we won't see another Bobby Knight, another Joe Paterno, Another Nick Saban, if you will. Now, we can say what we will about Bobby Bowden, but it's more of the tenure. The person, we can pick out particulars. But we won't have that coach who's running the university and having carte blanche and doing and saying whatever like we used to. And I think that's if he, a if byproduct he's, he's of it. the national championships, he will. But, but for the next 30 years, No. I don't. Kirby won't need to work for the next thirty it years. It won't be the same guy. Be somebody else. It won't be these same guys. My my, the, the, my my bigger point is there won't. Let's say, how long? How long was was um, um Vince Dooley at um at, at Georgia? Thirty some years, right? Or close to it? Well, coaching on the sidelines and athletic director. But let's talk about the sidelines. He's on the okay. sideline, I think, for twenty five. Okay. With the money that these dudes are being paid right now and the burnout level that we see right now, they're not going to be there. Moreover, they won't have the power to do what they used to do. And I don't know that this money that's now being thrown at and and the grab that they have and the the changing of the conferences is going to be the sole reason, but I do believe it will be one of the reasons we won't see those type of Coaches, those type oh, of no, people those, those, in those, those guys, positions. No, no, the, the, again, the, the Joe Paterno, Bear Bryant, you know, Bobby Bowden type dudes. No, they're not gonna. Well, they're gonna have so much money. Right, guys, guys who hit it and do they'll it get well. in again. Kirby, Kirby can retire. He, 
listen, we hope he gets a couple more rings, but by the end of this contract in 20, what, 31, mm-hmm. he's not going to try to get the gold watch for being there for 25 or 30 years. <laughs> he won't need to. Yeah. You know, and, and we see that across the board. So um, that's kind of what is, I've watched this, and, you know, this is all a mo- point of speculating where this team's going to end up or that one who's not part of the big two conferences until Notre Dame makes their decision, yeah. right? This is all depends on the, the, the remaining chips will fall once those guys, but that's going to be a couple years before their NBC contract ends, correct? Yeah, they're not going anywhere without an NBC deal. Yeah. They're still going to get that money. Coming up 9 o'clock hour, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, let you hear this Jimbo Fisher sound, and we'll comment on that. Corey McCartney's got some thoughts on the second half of this Braves season. Up next, I'm going to tell you about some uh, jobs that are in front of the camera and where you guys can also pick up some of this money that's flying through the air with a casting call. That's up next. Sam and Greg. Oh, and I've got a good question for Eric and Sam about something having to do with the industries. If you had a wish, what would you? which one of these would you like to have? Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929thegame929thegame.com. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got Sports Radio 929 again. 929thegame.com. That threw me off. That's like the whole thing. I just wanted to. I just wanted the theme song. I figured I'd go break and get into the chorus then right now. Anyway, on this Saturday morning, the twenty sixth, twenty third day, excuse me, of July. Were you a fan of this show? I watch sometimes. Okay. This is one of those shows that people who loved it really loved it. Oh yeah, very loyal. And then to people it. liked it. Yeah, it's aight. It's aight. Well, how, how about you, Eric? Was it just aight, or was it one of those that? Appointment viewing. It was spectacular. Now, I wish there was a TiVo or DVR back then so that whatever night it came on, I mean, I was a young type, but the reruns, I just love the reruns. I had the reruns more. When I watched it, I was, I was always bothered by one thing. What's that? That was the sports bar, right? With one TV. Yeah, one TV in it. <laughs> it was up in the corner and never watched the game. Yep. But I don't know, was it technically a sports bar? It was a pub. It was a Boston pub. A sports bar, too. We always said that, but that's all right. Anyway, the reason I played that is happy second, uh, 62nd birthday, 62, Woody Harrelson. Oh. Woody, so, if, if Woody, Woody Harrelson. is 62, how old is uh, Ted Danson? Uh, him or his hair? <laughs> oh. yeah, don't hate on Ted. No, man, I got, Ted got still, all the money. T- still tall and slender and making that Hollywood and, money. And, and whatever TV show he's on seems gets to get ratings. good ratings. Yep, gets good ratings. Yes, so. He's the mayor now, isn't he? Or something like that. I don't know. I don't. I, I yeah, really he's don't the mayor know. of L.A. or whatever his latest <laughs> show. I, I can't keep up with all his shows. You talk about people with his name getting residual checks for a while. Somebody, well, I don't even know if Danson's his real name. Whatever it is. They'll be making some money off that. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Been doing this for you guys for over a decade. I'm the one who lets you know on the on the was it the grassroots level how to get into the film industry. You don't have to get an agent. You don't have to go out and get glamour shots. You don't have to go get your hair done or buy new clothes. Just look like whatever they are asking you to look like. If it's servers, if it's construction workers, if it's just people walking through the streets to be townspeople. Take your cell phone out. Take three pictures of yourself. Send it in. This is a time when casting directors are looking for fresh faces across the board. 
They got a number of job opportunities up there right now, but check the dates because some of them are have already been filmed maybe yesterday, day before. You got some that are coming up in August. We're gonna have a fresh list tomorrow for our show here from six to ten with Sam and Greg. But if you got any questions about any of these jobs, again, we were looking for a, ma- a magician. They still might be, and that's Hilton casting for a new show called Houston. Looking for a magician. Could you do any kind of tricks, man? I don't like card, think so. Did you used to do card tricks or, no. you know, the coin, you know, sleight of coin, hand stuff? Yeah. No. Nah, me nah. either, to be honest with you. No. Nah. You know who's good at that? Who's that? People who are drummers. Because, you you know, your dexterity <laughs> with your fingers. Right, you have to and, do that. And That's for, true. Yeah. Like Johnny Carson was a, was a magician, and okay. he was also a drummer. Okay. You know, drummer. And, and the last thing you ever want to do, do not have the size of the person, male or female, by the way, throw you if if a drummer asks you to arm wrestle, walk away. Drummers have the strongest forearms. Okay. Again, okay. those you know doing yeah. those doing oh, yeah. paradiddles, yeah. you know coming up. But <laughs> somebody who are drummers who aren't that big always kill in arm wrestling. Wow. Just a little, just something I learned there, man. Anyway, do they, do they still have the wrist wrestling championships? I don't know. They used to come on Wide World of Sports. I, I don't know. That I do was, remember those vaguely, yeah. From Petaluma, California. You know the one thing I never understood folks doing? And what? and they and I know this is a guy thing we did in the locker room. Thumb wrestling. You put your hands together and press on. You yeah. have your thumbs pressed yeah. until yeah. somebody snapped a bone in one of them or whatever. Man. <laughs> but I never, I, I never understood that one. Thumb wrestling. Yeah. Um, but, again, you were going to see some of these jobs up here. i got to mention magician. Um, there is a need – Four. I want to scroll down here a little bit. We were looking for roller skaters and kid roller skaters. I think that one is going to shoot beginning of next week. The Destination Casting is doing two projects. You want to get in there. I know that uh, they. I think they found the tall creature. Remember last week I was yeah, telling you about yeah, the tall yeah, dude? Yeah, they're looking for somebody. <laughs> did they get that person? I think they did because it's going to get shot here. But Taylor, uh, Casting Taylor Maine is doing Wolfpack. <laughs> and they just needed a dude six foot two or taller, any ethnicity, because they're going to put you in some kind of outfit. But you were going to be portraying a tall creature. Didn't say what kind of creature, just a creature. <laughs> anyway, Clarkson, Odyssey.com. If you got any questions about any of this stuff, you can see the list also up on Get Cast with Greg. On uh, on Twitter, I got some signs right outside the block, as usual, right in front of the the High Museum. It's blocked off area. You got the little signs that nobody's going to park there today. So maybe shooting the resident. Yep, because they they did that over there. All right, I want to ask you guys a question because yep. you've heard this repeatedly. It is like one of those old radio kind of topics that people do. This is not what I'm going for, and that is if you had a superpower, right, like Superman or you know something like that. Yeah, um, what would you like it to be? You know, X-ray vision, you want to fly, something like that. That's not – and I was trying to come up with a, uh, a trivia question. And I got to look and this, but I'm, I'm having a hard time with the third one. But what would you like to take from movies and have your own and have it work like it does in the movie? I'll give you two, all right? Doc Brown's. DeLorean time machine from Back to the Future, uh, or a magic carpet, say like from Aladdin. Now the third one, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna put it in there, but we'll see what you guys say. Is the Batmobile? 
Of those, they see these are these are items that appear in movies. Not somebody right. who can fly or do whatever. But mm-hmm. these were man-made things that did magical things in those movies. Gotcha. If you could have one of those, or my missing one. See, I could. I figured there was one I was missing. I can't think of it. And I could well, grab some stuff from Star Wars. I'm not talking about okay. spaceships or you know the Enterprise. Right. I'm talking about stuff that was a part of you know. Yeah. Sort of made its way through. Well, of course, you don't see many magic carpets <laughs> flying through. But anyway, if you had to choose one of those to have as your own, would yeah. you like a magic carpet? No. Okay. No. Well, see, m- mine was easy because, see, you said movies. There was a TV show that came to mind when you first. Okay, give it started. to me. I-, I want Kit from Knight Rider. I've always okay, wanted okay, Kit yeah. from okay, Knight Rider. Okay, okay, okay. I'll mean, put that on the list. I'm, I'm talking to my wife. More Kit than the Batmobile? Be, put, put, oh, what did the Batmobile do that Kit couldn't? Well, it didn't talk for one. It, it didn't pick you up at the front door. It couldn't if you if you got the cops behind you. Couldn't put an oil slick down. I never listened to David Hasselhoff or whoever the voice was. Actually, I get it. Okay, well that was your car. Yeah. Okay, but if I had to choose from those three you gave, I'm taking the DeLorean, and I'm yeah. going. I'm going in the future. I'm going to the past. Are you going, going to the past or are you going to the future? I'm doing both. I mean, I want to see you know Jackie break the barrier. I want to see. Uh, I would love to be. Well, I got some the, news for you. The the he was he was the only brother in the stadium, and Ralph Medcalf, and that was about it. There weren't no folks in the stands. Well, so okay, he'd be, be hovering somewhere. over him somewhere. Be, you know, but some some of those historical events. No, I see you, man. I, feel I would you. love to be. And then I'm gonna do like Marty did. I'm gonna go in the future and get me a sports almanac. <laughs> see, now you can't do that. You can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah. that, that's my Delorean, wow. sir. Because we wow. saw what happened. That's my Delorean, wow. sir. You say you can't. You just it's just a have to go observe. You can't mm. go in. Yeah. Because you can't change history. You can't do that. You can't change history. You can't change the well, future. Well, well, I can go back and play some bets. I know who won the first 50 Super Bowls. Sam, of those. Am I missing one? Is there some that? I'm trying to, try to think of anything else because those are pretty good. And and I, I uh, the what you're thinking of yeah. sounds about right unless you want to do something like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or something. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, something, and again, uh, you know, I thought, you know, we can't put in Dorothy's red shoes because you're only going one place. That's back to Kansas. I don't want to go to more places than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, things yeah. that were that have been a part of movies, I'm missing something. I don't, I, maybe a couple, and people are screaming at us right now. 741-0929. Uh, give Eric a call and tell us what we're missing, or at 92.9 the game. Yeah. Um, but those are two of them. The, 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 the two I stuck with was uh, was – the magic carpet, because you think about that, it pretty much does the same thing that the time machine would do, right? Because the magic carpet will take you back in time, won't it? Or I just guess take it you will, around. But I, I'm I just guess not getting just... on a carpet. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you, you, Shaquille you, O'Neal flying you, you through fly, the air. You flying no. through the air. That's yeah. Well, no, you no. don't know how you get there. On the other one, you don't have to. At least you're not doing that. I, I'm just saying, you know. And I want the 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 you know the souped up DeLorean, the one that didn't have to get up to eighty eight miles per hour, the one that just said roads. We don't need roads. Oh, the one he <laughs> took in the air. Part two, yeah. Anyway, just some silliness that I thought of here. Coming up nine o'clock hour, we're going to revisit and we're going to try and find this uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, sound where he specifically talks about his thoughts on Nick Saban, but says it in a way as if we didn't. He thinks we didn't hear him a month ago or weeks ago when he said what he said about Nick Saban. And that and just the SEC uh, media days and the experiences of being down there for that. Of course, 92.9 The Game had a presence there all week long. And, and what we may see moving forward with the conferences and everything, of course, hinges on what those boys in, in South Bend will do in Notre Dame. And then what that will do, what's, that, what's, the, what's the ACC going to look like after that? 
It'll start a whole new domino effect. And that's what you wonder about it, you know. Of the five big conferences, we sit here and we're only talking about two right now. Three conferences are, are just sort of dangling there with their big dogs gone. You talk about a yard sale, man. It's, it's, <laughs> there's nothing left. But there are going to be schools that are going to have to find a conference because as college football voices have said throughout this course of the week, if you ain't part of those two, or whatever happens with the ACC and Big 12 and, and, and Pac-12, if they come together, if you're not a part of them, you're irrelevant. And if you're only going to have 16 teams in some of these, there are going to be a whole lot of people on the outside looking in. I, 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 <laughs> no, I mean, that's just yep. something to talk about there. And, true. And, and the speculation of what could happen. And then uh, the funny thing about that is we talk about these established teams who have been a part of these conferences – who have just sort of been, you know, going through the motion and doing and doing what they're supposed to do and playing who they're supposed to play, and just sort of a push, if you will. But on the other hand, we're talking about a conference that is ascending, and that's the HBCUs. And where do they land when all the big dogs are done figuring out, you know, who's going to join these two or, or forming a third one? But well, yet, the other thing it's going to do is it's going to send a, send send another quality of player to them as they, as they experience it now because of transfer portal and the way things are going with, with, with recruiting. Um, when you think about the, the teams that are below this, these top 10 teams that basically eight to 10 teams that have a shot at winning the national championship, you got players playing at these other teams who, if they can hit the transfer portal and find a spot at one of those teams, you know, they're going to try to do it. If that's what they want to do, the thing you get out of it, obviously the notoriety of playing on one of the premier teams in the country, and you play more games. You're going to play your conference championship game. You're going to play, if you get to the bowl playoff, make it to the national championship game, that's 15 games rather than 12. As you get, to, you get to, to play in, compete in, and show what you're capable of doing. So I think that's going to happen in the HBCUs. And Deion Sanders has already you know, talked about having a, a, a tier one or tier two, if you will, uh, of HBCUs and and have the strongest ones, not just of all, com- all uh, different conferences, but maybe of one conference. I mean, you got one interesting program that's sitting out there right now. The OVC is teetering; it's about to go away. Tennessee State is in the OVC this week. They picked them to finish fourth in the conference. They're there with Eddie George, and he's collecting cash. Next year, they play Notre Dame. Where do they go? Do they go to or do they come to a conference with HBCUs? They've been away from the conference with HBCUs since the 80s. They've been where Hampton is, where Hampton and North Carolina A&T are now, is where Tennessee State has been. So do they come back to join the folks? You know, is there enough interest? Is there enough cash going to be there, the money? It gets to be a business type thing. All right, well, Eric, I want you to give your thoughts on what he just said, and we're going to come back to that. Apologize, Chris Marler, we couldn't get to him. We will uh, try and get him back here in a little bit. By the way, I thought of another one that we can add to that list. So you got the DeLorean, you got the Magic Carpet, uh, Batmobile if you want, uh, James Bond's um, Aston Martin. Not the Sean Connery one, the one that Pierce Brosnan had. It did all kinds of crazy. The updated <laughs> Aston Martin. Yeah, I'm still going with the, the time machine, huh? The DeLorean? I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Well, on that note, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 